the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Passion Church. Um, tonight, we got a special guest speaker, and I'm uh, honored to be able to call him Pastor because... Uh, that's what he is. Sometimes we don't recognize that he is because he, uh, you know, we didn't know him as pastor for so long. But if you were, were at the Warrior Center, let me guarantee you this, you would know that he is a pastor. So I would like for you to welcome this very special guest that we have tonight, Pastor Chad Allen. <laughs> Y'all in trouble now. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Amen, amen, amen. I'm going to talk about... I didn't, this didn't happen because of the name of our church, but uh, we're going to talk about passion... And discipline. <clears throat> I'm just not used to this thing. It feels like I got like a truck behind my ear. <clears throat> I like being able to get away from one when I have to. I don't want to, Rick. Yeah, but then then I. What if I get loud? I'm liable to get loud. Beautiful sound, guys. I tell. Hey, <laughs> did you hear that? Sorry, you weren't supposed to hear that. All right, we're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 tonight, concentrating on verses 19 through 27. Now, let's think about it for a second. Let's think about Paul. If you wanted to be somebody in the Bible, if you wanted to kind of copy somebody, he'd be a good choice. Maybe not early on when he was Saul, but when he became Paul, dude, he was the he was the man. Think about it. Didn't let nothing get in his way, and we're gonna we're gonna see part of that. Just and this is just a short short part of what uh, what he what the man was all about. But he would be your man to choose. You know, serving others should be like, and that's what he was. He was a true servant. Serving others should be like drinking a huge energy drink or a big fat cup of stout coffee i mean we should we should shouldn't it it's a high that can't be compared that should that should be more than anything if anything uh if anybody in here thinks that being a pastor is glamorous in any way you ain't you you, you know you ain't filled no shoes like those and 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 i and not not because i'm one god bless me with god bless me with that title but I, I, him especially, he's over church. I, I get the honor of being with the guys at the Warrior Center, and I say honor too because it's it's what it is. But it's to me has to be more fulfilling 
than being some CEO of some four, four, you know Fortune 500 company or something like that. I, you know, being being that's cool if that's what that's what you want to be. But I don't think there's any higher respect on this earth than there is for a pastor. I say that to you, not to me. I'm saying that to you because I we both knew each other before God did all this to us. Okay. And this wasn't something that we that we actually sought after. It was something that God blessed us with, and and we grabbed a hold of the vision and we took off. Okay, and there and there's a big difference because there's a lot of guys on TV right now, and there's a lot of guys running churches that have pastor before their name but haven't been called, guys. And that's that's not I'm not slamming nobody to the floor. It is what it is. I mean that's why I think the church in America is as dead as it is right now. I mean if we had the tenacity of these people in Nigeria that'll walk 30 miles to get to a service because some dude's coming to preach and not care about what they smell like when they get there. You know, I met a man from Nigeria one time and they would leave the house in one set of clothes and carry a set with them. And they would change when they got to the service and then they'd wear that, that set home. So it's, we we're, we're lazy. That's all there. We're, we're a very lazy, lazy, uh, people if you want to put it that way everything is fast food everything is is give me right now um but it is a high being a, a servant you know it says in the word that jesus didn't come to be served but to serve or we're supposed to be like jesus then we should be wanting to serve people and not for any kind of accolade of our own these guys have got all these degrees on the wall and everything like that praise god i mean they studied hard they got them but sorry you can't take that with you your reputation isn't something that goes with you. Now, your character is something he's going to talk about, all right? But being passionate, being disciplined, being obedient, being faithful. Man, if we can get them four down and we can start walking that road, you ain't going to worry about character, guys, because it's just all going to fall. Because you fall off when you start following those four things, all right? I get the, I get the honor once a month to go with my pastor and our band soul food and we get to go out to youth villages and youth villages is a like a troubled home for kids or troubled place you know for, or a home for troubled kids let me put it that way there's kids there that have been abandoned by their parents there's kids there that um are are court ordered there that have to be there because of different things that happen um there's people there that are orphaned that don't have anybody i mean it, there's a there, it's a wide variety of stuff that the, the reasons of why they're there but to see the kids that choose Jesus for the first time when we give them that opportunity or to disciple the ones that we know already we go back and they're there for a period of time and they see us when we come back once a month uh, makes the whole day a victory for the kingdom. Guys, we're, we're older now. All of us, guys, we've been rocking since we was in our, you know, our youth and everything like that and slapping these guitars on and going and setting this equipment up and doing, we've all been doing it for a long, long time, but it's, it's not as easy as it used to be. I mean, we all, except for Kaylee and the band Soul Food is over 50. Guy's the only one that hasn't got any grandkids. The rest of us got grandkids. I mean, it's a, it's a whole different world than it was when Soul Food came about 20, almost 20 years ago. Okay. 2025. So, I mean, it's, it's. I'm not griping. Please don't tell me because, man, that's my drug. It's always been my drug. If I've had a bad day, give me my give me that guitar right there and let me in my bedroom and shut the door. Don't bug me. Give me 30 minutes to an hour, and I'll come out happy dad. That's, that's always been my drug.
We don't bounce back as fast when we set all this stuff up and when we tear all this stuff down, and we're tired when we get done. But just to be chosen by God to minister to these kids, God opens these doors, guys. Not us. We, we didn't go after this or anything. Youth Villages is not a Christian organization by no means. And if you saw some of the counselors that are there with the kids every day and in their cottages, you, you would completely agree with us. Tony and I, we always, we're always saying we need to pray for the counselors as much as we do the kids because they need an example, all right? And there's two people in the city of Memphis that handle the spiritual life for youth villages. Two people. And there's over 360 kids just in the Memphis, the Memphis part of it, and they're all over the place. But just, just to, just to be called, just to be able to see these kids, should be an honor, should be a privilege. And it is to us. We really take it as that. Because if you're sold out for Jesus, it becomes exciting to be able to sow in water. Sow the seed. Go back and water the seed. And if we're on a rare occasion and we get we get blessed every time we go, we, we get to see some of the harvest. Hard work. It's not all ours. There's a lot of people that go in there. But man, we, we kind of, well, yeah, all right, God used us. You kind of get a puffy chest a little bit, not not in an arrogant pride, but man, God used us. I mean, it, it'll it'll bring us to tears, man, and that's a cool thing. That's a, that 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 is that is what being passionate is. When you are so sold out to do what God called you to do, that it doesn't matter what stands in the way, you're going. You're going to do it. That's what. That's that's. I, I love it. It don't get any better than that. I'm telling you right now. So tonight we're going to look at Paul in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. We're going to see how, where he gets his energy from being passionate and disciplined. Okay? Verse 19. This thing is weird. Even though I am a free man with no master, I have become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. When I was with the Jews, I lived like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ. When I was with those that followed the Jewish law, I too lived under that law, even though I am not subject to that law. <clears throat> I did so so I could bring so I could bring to Christ those who are under the law. When I am with the Gentiles who do not follow the Jewish law, I too live apart from that law so I can bring them to Christ. But I do not ignore the law of God. I obey the law of Christ. Now think about that. That's going to any extreme, okay? And there's not an extreme that's too far when it comes to, to going and telling somebody about the Lord. Um, a week ago today at the Warrior Center, I'm not going to say names because I don't know what that what HIPAA laws and all that garbage and stuff like that. We had a young man, a 35-year-old man, two kids, uh, been in trouble with the law for a long, long time, had a lot of, had a lot of paper on him carrying a lot of weight, uh, died of a heart attack in his sleep in one of our bunks. Left two little kids behind that, that he had just seen the night before and uh, wanting to uh, better himself, I'm going to get in shape. Well, this, this individual, which he was a big Yankee fan, so him and I got along in that right. I had to I had to be stern with him in other in other times because he just didn't want to follow the program, 
but that's you know that's part of part of my job as, as as being pastor there for the guys. So he starts taking this pre-workout stuff, you know, whatever that junk is, you know, and and instead of doing it like it said on the jar, he did it in excess, and he did everything in excess. Okay. He came from a little bit of money. They went on one of our trips. Our guys go on trips sometimes to make money, to raise money, to keep the doors open. They were up in the New York area. They had 20 guys with him, and he bought every one of them a Yankee ticket, and they went to a Yankee game. I mean, he, he came from a little bit of scratch. They were up in the nosebleeds, of course, but, I mean, they sent me pictures and made me mad, so I just I grounded all of them when I got home. But anyhow, uh, and he was heavy on these energy drinks. He had high blood pressure anyhow. He had heart issues that was hereditary through the family. They said he didn't struggle, laying on his stomach like he always does when I go in and wake him up at 6 o'clock every morning. He was just cold as a cucumber. So uh, we have to look past the part of excess, Okay. We want to we want to exceed. We want to go and we want to we want to do what God calls us to do. But if we start putting us in that mix in that recipe, then it's off. It's all off kilter. Okay, you can't. We can't mix the two. You're either obedient. You're going with God. You're doing exactly what He says to do, or you're doing it your way. Because once you step one little foot in that plan, it's not God's anymore. Okay. I'm not saying God's not in it. I'm just saying it's not God's plan anymore because you got in there. You you messed it up. What's well, that old saying? You know, if you're looking for a perfect church, you know, you ain't gonna find one or something like. Let me come to your church. Your church won't be perfect no more because because I'm not. I, and I and I'll be the first one to tell you I'm not. Paul possessed both passion and discipline, and the reason he did this, he felt consumed with his mission. He took it serious. It wasn't just something to do today. <laughs> We're going to get up and do today. Well, I think I'll go over here and preach a little bit to this dude. I think I'll go on down to jail with Tom and tell him about Jesus, sing a couple songs, and then go home and eat a big old bowl of ice cream. That's not what I'm talking about. It's what, you know, I always go back to what John F. Kennedy said don't ask what you can, or what your country can do for you, do ask what you can do for your country. That's, I, I think that every single morning at 4.30 when I get out of the bed, all right, God, what do you got for me? What do you need me to do today? Because he's already taken care of everything I need. And if we look at our lives, man, a, a, a good majority of the wants we want, he takes care of too. Amen? It's a lifestyle, guys. It's a lifestyle. It's not just something to do. It's not being part of the club or whatever. So I got four points I'm going to go over, and I'm going to try and do a, a Warrior Center um, uh, sermon here, and we'll be out of here before you all know it. Number one, his passion exceeded his position. Verse 19, even though I am a free man with no master, I have become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. What was his position? I'm a free man. I am free from everybody. What was his passion? I have become a slave to all men. If you're in this for Jesus, if you're really in this, don't say you want to be in ministry unless you're ready to sell out. Don't. 
You know, my wife and I were looking the other day at, at our lives. You know, oh, you know, we do this, we do this, we do. You know, I get up every morning, and I get the blessing of being able to pastor sixty to seventy guys at the Warrior Center. Love you, Pastor Chad. Love you back, man. I mean, it, I hug these guys. I, I fist bump these. They're family to me now. I'm celebrating my second year today at the Warrior Center as as an executive staff member, and I couldn't be happier. And the cool part is, I'm not going to work. I don't go to work. I go, I go, I go with Jesus, man. That's that. That's the cool part. I don't have a job. I have a calling. But when I'm not at the Warrior Center, what are you doing yet here? Well, I'm either with Soul Food and we're setting up and tearing down. We're going and ministering to this. I'm with my daughter. We're setting up. Y'all come on out to uh, Coffee Central Saturday night from six to six to nine. We'll be out there. I just found this out, <clears throat> or else I would have told you earlier. Come and have a cup of coffee. But we're going to be there Saturday night, so I'm doing something there. I get, I get the, the pleasure and the honor to get to go with Tom to the jail. Sometimes I can't make it, and, some, and then sometimes God just opens the doors, and I get to go and go and go. There's My whole life is Him, and I want I wanted that year for years, you know, when I was younger and thought, you know, I could do it both ways. Well, I'm gonna, I, want, I want to be a preacher, but I want to do it like this. Well, no, it don't work that way. You want to be a preacher, listen to what this says, and, and do what He tells you. That's ministry, guys. You have to sell out. You have to put yourself over here. You don't you don't worry about the junk anymore. You can't take none of the junk with you when you die anyway. My man at the Warrior Center, 35 years old, guys, and died of a massive heart attack. You don't know. Your your days you don't know your days. You ain't guaranteed tomorrow. It says it right there. So why not live today like it's your last? A title, because you know, you get these, oh, you're the CEO. And when I first got to the Warrior Center, this guy's the executive director, and this is the finance officer. And, and when I came to the Warrior Center, I was the program director over the disciple. My, my full title was New Life Discipleship Program Director, or something like that. It didn't fit on the business card, so we had to shorten it. Since then, Pastor David's moved me around and trying to trying to do things and, and raise our standard. Now I'm the boot camp director slash intake coordinator. Dude, I'm just Pastor Chad. I just go to I just go to the center, man. I, whatever whatever the need is, I feed it. I have to go. I don't it, whatever. I, my day is never the same. Any any day in two years, it has not been the same. But sometimes a title can hinder us or hinder our judgment because we get the big head, don't we? My dad was, my dad's a carpenter, or was, he's 81 now, he still thinks he's 40, but he was a carpenter for 45 years, solid man, but he never was just a laborer, he never was just a carpenter, he was always the foreman, or he was always the steward of the job, because everybody liked the way my dad worked, and he did it right, and he, he was old school, and he, like this, uh, now he could have let that go to his head, you know, well, I'm not going to go back and frame houses anymore, I'm, I'm a steward on the job, whoop to do as quick as giving it, as quick as it's given to you, it can be snatched. All right. Look at Kirsty. She's a big hot shot with Dillard's. Ah, what? Yes, she is. But she could have let that go to her head. I, I wish I could be a fly on the wall and watch her work one day when she's got something where she's around her employees. I bet it would just flat amaze us. I mean, to the point of like Billy Graham amaze us. Because that—that's. 
that's who she she just she is so she is the same every time you see her and i bet she has that same demeanor with the people that that she, that she employs over there cuz she is the boss over there yeah but a title doesn't make or break us but sometimes it can cloud our focus all right the real deal is jesus and that's what we have to focus on number 2 his passion exceeded his personal preferences. He insists on fulfilling his mission. What drove Paul? Compassion. If you want, if you feel a call to ministry, or you want to get in ministry, and you want to do something for the church or something for the community, something, but you want Jesus to be the center of it, you better have some compassion, because your opinion doesn't mean nothing no more. I mean, it could be you know, well, I you know I could do that sidewalk story thing too, but I'd do it like this because you know that part there sucks and it you know, ain't gonna work, and and I don't see it. You know, who are you? Did you step out? Did you did you have the compassion on those kids and those families at that at that government assisted apartment complex? I know that place because I spent two years there with a different church, picking up garbage, changing tires, and stuff like that. Does that make me cool? No. God said go, and I went. Are you going to go? Are you going to go if he calls you? Whatever it takes to get the job done had to be part of Paul's logo or his slogan on, you know, on the side of his chariot, you know. Whatever it takes. Think about it. Some little scribe out there putting whatever it takes on the side of the old chariot. Oh, here comes that Paul guy. Well, they knew he was coming. He didn't need no slogan or no, you know, soul food sticker on the trailer. We do. No, no, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> Servanthood has nothing to do with us. We have to exclude ourselves to be effective for the kingdom. Our selfish desires cannot get in the way. But, you know, the cool part is, is our pure desires for him and for things that we would like to have, say, to to better your ministry or to go go and do this or that. God, I need such and such to be able to handle. You know, he's not going to call you if he's not going to equip you. He's not. He's going to take care of all that stuff that, that we want. He gives us the desires of our heart. The Word says that. And I don't mean, I want 15 Cadillacs and a couple of four-wheel drives sitting in the driveway and, you know, and that's 14,000 square foot. Get out of here, man. Give me a trailer, you know. I'm, I'll be happy there. I, I'm good. I'm, I just, it ain't about stuff. Because I've seen how he works over the time. He, he, he's going to take care of what, whatever he called you to do. I'm going to use me for an example. For 12 years, I spent in Nashville, and I tried to make it as a, a country star. Okay, I tried my hardest. I got in. I I know big names. I've played with big names. I've played with no names. I've I've it, it's all that type of thing. But he but when I finally got past me, and he said, "Hey, let's see what we can do with this thing 
what I want you to do with this thing. Talking about that thing right there. I bought a guitar in Nashville in 1986, 87, something like that. I've bought one guitar since then. Because God gave me everything I needed. Does he not bless us in soul food? I mean, it's it's amazing. We're not We're not playing Walmart junk, guys. We're playing top shelf instruments. I'm talking thousands of dollars when we roll out. It's... But it's God's thousands of dollars. It ain't ours. We get the honor. We get the privilege of being able to just use it. Because we're using it for Him. See what I'm saying? If you're what you're doing is for Him, watch doors open. I mean, slam open. Watch doors shut. Nope. You don't need to go there. Come on. I got the door open. You need to come this way. No, uh, get over here. I can see. I can hear God saying it to us. Come on, Igmo, Chad, talking to Chad. Come on, Igmo, call yourself a pastor. You won't go to the door. Chicken. We chicken sometimes. That faith thing's kind of crazy, ain't it? <laughs> that faith thing's kind of crazy. There's no room for compromise. No room for compromise. Your personal stuff, he takes care of. Number three. Paul was high on people and low on procedure. Paul knew what was worth dying for and what wasn't. He valued people, not procedure and stuff. Could it be easy for me to take for granted them top shelf instruments I play that I get the honor to play? Well, I could. Yeah, yeah. I play Breedlove. Pastor, I play Fender. I don't play anything but that. Oh, be careful. He'll slam a first act Walmart in your lap in a heartbeat. I ain't lying. We are of extreme value. The world may have convinced you at some point in your life that you're not or that you weren't but in capital letters but God okay I tell the men at the Warrior Center all the time that I have a program I have to run Pastor David Vincent says this is how we do it and this is this is policy and then we got to run by this policy but Pastor David knows also that I'm more concerned with that man's heart than I am the program. Not that I'm not doing the program. I'm not saying I don't follow the rules. I'm doing what God called me to do. But their heart is more important than this program. And so if I got to kind of, okay, to get to this point and, and, and maneuver around that part of the program at the time to get this man in a relationship with Jesus, I'm going to do what I got to do. And David's cool with it. I've known David a long time. We buddies. We have to be easy sometimes because we like throwing that full gospel thing at them. we got to be easy. Some of them guys don't understand that tongue-talking freak Chad when he comes in, you know. What is that all about? You should have saw him on, when Nick came that night. That was hilarious, man. Well, that's, that's another story. But their heart is more concerned than any program, and the guys know that, and that's why the guys will come 
my office is called the dugout. I'm a baseball fan. I love the Yankees. And when I, they, they dubbed it the dugout early on in my, my time there. They want to come to the dugout. Hey, man, Pastor, I need to talk a minute. Come on. They might just be a praise report of what happened. Man, I, I got over this hurdle at work today out on the work crew. I man, this and that. They might want to come in. Man, I'm missing my kids. And they'll start bawling like little babies. Well, I ball with them because I'm just a big wimp. So I just sit there and I'll cry with them for a while. And I, man, I did, I'll hug them up like they're my kid. Because they are. Most of these guys are young enough to be my kid. Then we pray. We have breakthrough. The chains are broken. I've seen guys come out of the muck and the mire to be solid men of God. And I know when they leave that place, they're going to lead their family the way God would have them do it. And I have guys that will do the complete opposite. They'll keep coming in that door and going out that door and coming in that door and going out that door till whenever happens. Those are the ones I pray for more. Because I know their hearts, because I'm with them. And then I got to go, Chad. I got to go. I got to get out of here for a while. No, you don't. But I can't stop them. Then a couple months later, here they go. I screwed up, Chad. I screwed up. Come on, baby. Love you. Let's do this thing. Because we do it together. And then how we're supposed to do life together. I mean, I can't. We guy can't do soul food all by himself. I can't do soul food all by myself. Tony can't do soul food all by itself. But when we come together as that six-man team, look out. We're bringing it. Not because we are good. Not because we are all that in a bag of chips and bought the T-shirt. Because we came together. God called us together, so we're coming. And when we come, you better look out because we're bringing it. I'm OCD, guys. I'm very OCD. When you come into my office, don't touch nothing. Well, I got some cool guys that think they're funny. Frank, I don't know if you know Frank comes to church here, the tattooed guy. Frank graduated a few weeks ago, and he's actually working for the center. He's trying to go and get his LADAC license and be a licensed counselor and, and help guys get past what, you know, not go through what he had to go through. Frank has done, he's uh, 31 years old and uh, 12 years of his life was, he was been incarcerated in prison. So, I mean, it, Frank was a bad guy, but you wouldn't know that because Jesus come in and cleaned Frank up. Amen. And that's the cool part. Jesus did it. Not Pastor Chad, not Pastor David, not the Warrior Center, not Passion Church. And we were all there to kind of help nurture him. Come on, come on, Frank. But Jesus did it. Okay, and he gives him all the credit. But he comes into my office. And my little business card thing is sitting there with my cards. And he'll come up and he'll go. And just walk out the door. I'll look up and I'll see it. Frank, <laughs> as he's going down the hall. So what do I have to do? I have to pick it up right then. <laughs> get the ruler out and no not quite that bad but. <clears throat> but when it comes to the administrative part of my job I have paperwork I have reports I have stuff I have to do on a daily basis I'm not coming in tomorrow to today's junk if I gotta stay an hour or two six I don't care today's work's gonna be finished before I leave my office and shut the door 
I because you if you if you ever spent a week at the Warrior Center, you can't you can't leave yesterday's stuff to come into tomorrow because you'll never get caught up. I don't know how David does it, man. He because he does it all in the truck and he's not looking at the road and he's writing and he's talking on text and oh and then he looks at the road a little bit and he's driving with his leg over here and his foot's up on the dash and I don't go nowhere with him. I don't ride with him nowhere. He scares me to death. But that's how he handles his OCD, okay? Mine, just don't touch my stuff in the office. I, I got Yankee stuff everywhere. I'm like, yeah, this is good. I got this guitar over here. Did I tell you you can touch that? Do you know how to play guitar? Then don't touch it if you don't know how to play guitar. I'm like the grumpy old man. and Don't go in his yard. Don't let your dog poop over there. You know, that type of thing. But I won't sleep if I know I've got something i got to walk into that I should have took care of today. So I don't. Missy's like, when are you coming home? When I get done. Uh, let me see where I lost where I was. But if one of my guys, if I'm in here doing this and I'm I'm scrubbing the toilet or whatever, best you need to talk, and I hear the door shut. They all know that if it's something serious, come in and shut my door. If it ain't serious and they're just coming in horsing around, they leave the door alone. But when they come in and I hear the door shut, Pastor Chad. I dropped the toilet brush, and it's time to sit down. And I don't care how long it takes. The toilet will be there when I get done. I used to be where I didn't, hold on a minute, let me finish this toilet, and then I'll be right there with you, you know. But you, you grow if you want to grow in the Lord. I know a lot of people who have said they're Christians for years, people that I that I knew when I was a young Christian that are still right where they were when I was that young Christian. I'm not satisfied with that. I don't want to be, I don't want, okay, give me everything Billy Graham had times 100. I couldn't handle that either. So, you know what I'm saying? I want to go at the pace God has got set for me. And I want to learn every single day. Like I tell the guys all the time, we'll read this thing. And then six months later, we'll come back and read this thing again. And it'll be something completely different will pop out. If you're seeking him. It's just going to be a bunch of words if all you're doing is reading the Bible. But if you put it into put it into action and apply it to your life, it that's where the living word of God comes into play. Because you're letting it. People don't know or people don't care what you know until they know you care. People don't care what you know until they know you care. The first four to six months that I was at the Warrior Center as the program director, they looked at me and were like, oh, okay, who's this, who's this dude? Who does he think he is? Oh, he's just going to be like the rest of them. He ain't going to do nothing. Because we had a couple that before me that they, they came to work, okay? They didn't, they didn't come to the Warrior Center to do anything. They came to work. But after that four to six months, they started saying, hey, man, this guy, this guy, Knows my name still. This guy hugs me when I'm coming down the hall. This guy asks me if I'm doing okay. Do I need anything? This guy prayed. I saw him praying with uh, Frank the other day. and They see God through us, y'all. That's what we're supposed to be doing. But they're supposed to see God through us. Because I still got guys. I got guys been there eight, ten months don't know Jesus to save their life. If they were to die right now, I know where they're going. And, I, and it bothers me. 
The one that passed away a week ago today, I don't know. If I was to make an educated guess, no. Old Chicago Irish Catholic, buddy, he wasn't nothing about no Jesus. That bothers me. Big Brad, you see Brad come in on, on the way on Sunday, the big red-headed guy, had the beard, he shaved it off. He don't look anything like he did. I think he's hiding from somebody. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Brad's my buddy. I've kind of taken him under my belt and kind of mentored him. He's a, he's a musician. He, he, he's, he's a member of this church now. He's, he wants to be plugged in. He wants to do things. It bothers him, too. He came to my office the other day and shut the door. And we both cried about it because I don't know. But he knew, the one that passed away, he knew what I was about. And respected it to the point to where he wouldn't be ugly. We do a thing at the Warrior Center if you get in trouble called a help up. It's like a little writing assignment, okay? If you get a help up, they can't stand it. The guys can't stand it. It's like you're in grade school and you get, you know, you got to write an essay or something like that. I didn't, I didn't give him the help up. It was somebody else gave him the help up. The last, uh, the last thing, last paragraph he wrote was, he says, I'm having a real hard time with this faith thing because it's, I, I don't, I don't understand this because I just don't believe it. This was 36 hours before he went home. So that's why it bothers me. I bother, that maybe I didn't step up enough. Maybe the rest of the staff didn't step up enough. But we can't. You can't take that burden on you either. You see what I'm saying? It, it, it's it's gonna it's gonna not bother me, but it's gonna make me wonder for a while. We have his, we got to do his uh, funeral on uh, Friday, so be praying for uh, their family. I'm not gonna say the name, but pray for, pray for their family. People don't know, don't care what you know until they know you care. Show them that you care. You ain't got to, you can come up and tell, I can come up and tell pastor all the time. Uh, I'm, I'm a good guitar player. I'm a good guitar player. But I know him. So until he hears me play guitar and he don't, he, okay. Yeah, everybody, anybody can say that. Okay. What, what's that old, what's that, what's in your wallet commercial? What's on your priority list? Where are our priorities? Is God first? If God's first, it's all going to come. It's all going to. It's all going to work out. If He ain't first, if you're first, or your job's first, or your hobby's first, or uh, money's first, what? You, you, it ain't going to work out too good. I ain't saying He ain't going to be part of your life, but He ain't going to be where He needs to be. So where's your priority list? Number four, He remained fixed on His mission and flexible. And his methods. He remained flexible because he kept his mission in sharp focus. He committed himself to God and his goal. Verse 23. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. Are we supposed to get excited when we lead somebody to the Lord? We know it's not us. God's using us, right? Right? What, am I the only one? God uses us. We're not, we're not the one that does the saving. We're just the tool God's using at the time to get this person into the family, right? 
So should we sit back and go, okay, I'm not supposed to get excited about this. This is God. If I, I can, you know, if I get excited and people see me getting excited, they're going to think I'm taking credit and I can't do that. So I'm going to sit here and look like a monk, you know, and, and hmm. no. There's one thing that I can testify to is that I get excited. We're tired. We're tired when we get done at Youth Villages. We go out and we do two services, one for the boys, one for the girls. So we're out there. We get out there about 1230. We ain't rolling out till 435 o'clock. Okay? We set the whole rig up. We rocking. We're sweating. We're, when we get done, get all back in the trailer and we're driving off. We're like, where are we going to eat? <coughs> Praise God, we get to eat. But as tired as we are, we sit down at that table, don't we? We sit down at the table and and we we grin, we talk. Because God chose a bunch of old, gray-headed dudes with some guitars on to make a difference in the kingdom today. I can't say that about Kaylee because she ain't got gray hair yet and she ain't old and fat. Used us. Used us. We ain't nothing. God thinks we are, though. That's the cool part. That's what we have to look at is quit looking at us the way we would look at us. Because if that was the case, I get up and look in the mirror in the morning and go, man, you fat. Dude, you old. You got gray hair. My God, you can't button your pants. You need bigger underwear, T-shirts. What's up, dog? So you don't want my opinion of me because I'm going to put myself in the dirt, okay? Because I, But, you know, God sees something past all this, all this glory right here. You know what I'm saying? He sees something, he sees something past all that uh, hamburger and pizza I ate last night. To do something for him that has nothing to do with what I'm going to gain here on earth. Nothing that I'm going to acquire here on earth. It ain't a. It ain't the old western movie where you got the butt of the gun and I killed fourteen. And you put the notches in the in the gun. We're not putting notches on our belt when we go out in twenty two or twenty four last month when we got to go. There's times we've had over forty kids raise their hand. That is nothing for us to say we did something. We were obedient. We were faithful. There's times we don't want to go out there. It's raining. It's cold. It's hot. I mean, was it Tony's? I think Tony said before we pulled out of the parking lot here the other day. He says, "Man, if this was an outside gig, I'd be taking a day off. I'd be calling in sick." I said, "I'd be right behind you, buddy. I'm just too fat to get this stuff, man. Too fat and too old to go out there and sweat like a pig. I, I got, I'm sweating right now. I didn't. <clears throat> we have to be flexible, though, guys. Um, how I met Pastor and, and Tony and the Soul Food Crew is." Back in 0102, I started a ministry in Olive Branch called Praise in the Park. And we would meet at the Olive Branch City Park, and they have, that, they have a little bitty uh, like amphitheater-looking thing there where the bleachers are in the hill, and it's a big old concrete stage. And my wife and I were walking the track. Yeah, I used to exercise. <laughs> my wife and I were walking the track, and I got pictures to prove that this wasn't always here. <laughs> and, uh, and then my grandma, grandpa now, who cares? Um 
And we came out. I never had gone out that way out of the park, and I saw this thing sitting there, and I said, man, that'd be a cool, cool thing to do something for God there. And so we started it. The first one sucked. I mean, the wind blew, blew PA over. I blew out a PA head. I burned it up. Tom Briggs, you all know who Tom is. Tom says, hey, uh, you know, you can't do this all by yourself. And I didn't know Tom from this podium, man. I turned around and looked at him, and I, and I had to look. You know, why don't you tell me something I don't know? He said, why don't you let me handle it next month? And then uh, how often are you doing these? We talked a little bit. He said, let me handle it. And, you, you just... and then he brought these guys with him the next time and a trailer full of stuff, and I'm going. We had 33 people at the first one we did. I did it for six months that first year, and that, that last one we had over 530 people that had showed up throughout the day. So God was doing something. And I would sit there, and all these guys would take off. They'd be gone. I was always the last one to leave. I did it on purpose. And my little truck would be full, and, and I... I just stopped and the whole thing was, you know, naked. There wasn't nothing sitting up. We had stuff for the kids and we did this and, that, and I would sit there and cry. That God would use some mediocre musician to come in here and share the gospel. But what it all it all it all intertwines to where we do things together. And then we've been together, what, 18 years since then, or whatever, 20 years, whatever, however long we've known each other now. And we and we kept meeting up, doing doing outreaches and stuff together to where now my daughter and I are part of this awesome organization called Soul Food. And I say, you, you know, yeah, we got a number one record? No, but you know what we do get to do? <laughs> Youth Villages. We get to go to the nursing home. These people who don't have anybody anymore, they've dropped them off at the nursing home and they just leave them. But they wait on us to get there once a month. That's why we don't like saying no. <laughs> as much as I sometimes you want to say no. When you get my age and you get as heavy as me, you want to go home and take a nap sometime. Especially after you got to listen to Pastor talk all morning. I mean, uh, just kidding. Just kidding, Pastor. Just kidding. Just remember, though, when you're doing these things, like Praise in the Park, OCD Chad. I've got it set up for at 6.15, we're doing this, and at 6.22, we got to do this. And then if it didn't go that way, ooh, Misty be like, what's the matter with you? I'm pissed off. Why? Because it ain't going the way I want it to go. I had it down. We're supposed to do this here and this here. It don't ever go like that. Don't ever plan an, an outreach or something like that and expect it to go as you planned. But if God called you to plan it, then watch the tables turn then time's not a factor. Because his time ain't our time, guys. We All we do is we sit there and we'll just, I'm going with the flow, baby. Whatever you need us to do, God. You want us to sit up here for 10 minutes? You want us up here for 30? I don't care. Whatever you want to do. You want me to sweat and be nasty looking when I get done? Fine. I don't care. We're here doing what you want us to do. O'Brien Park. Oh, my gosh. I have pictures of O'Brien Park. I look like someone hit me with a hose. I was so sweaty. And I looked like I'd been run over by a truck. But them kids had a blast, didn't they? Them kids ate, didn't they? Man, that's what it's about, guys. You gotta, you gotta be flexible. Move with what the Holy Spirit says to move with. That's where it happens. If we get so boneheaded and so stiff-necked to where it's gonna be my way or the highway, put your stuff up. Get out. Quit. Quit. Cause it's worthless. 
You're wasting your time. You're wasting the people's time. You're, you're wasting God's time. Roll with the flow, guys. Jesus did everything with order. But sometimes we can just outstructure ourselves, though, can't we? Amen? That kind of goes back to the part of, of, of I'm, I'm about your heart more than I am the program at the Warrior Center. I can structure and I can policy you to death to where you hate this place. But if you know I'm about your heart first, and you watch the guys follow him, I'm, I'm going to follow that policy. I'm going to do what i got to do. I'm not, I'm not getting no help up. <laughs> help ups ain't cool. 24 through 27, real quick, guys. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, something that's tangible, something you can hold in your hand. But we do it for an eternal prize. That eternal prize isn't something we're going to hang on the wall. And we get to go see Jesus one day, man. That's your prize. So run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Don't be disqualified. Be passionate and disciplined. That's going to win the race. We should want to win no matter what when it has to do with Jesus, but not for ourselves or for personal gain, but for kingdom things. Amen? Discipline yourself with passion and watch God move. Pray with me. Father, we ask right now, Father God, that your word will come alive in our hearts. Father God, that not so much so we've got it in our hearts, Father, but so it's tattooed there so we can share your word with other people who are dying. People are dying and going to hell every day, God, and I just ask right now that, that you put people in our paths that we can talk to. Father God, and if it's that type of person that you don't want to touch or talk to, that's the ones he's going to put in front of you. So bite the bullet and talk to them. Father, just give us the words to say that's going to, that's going to just change their heart, that those chains are going to break. The chains are going to be gone, disappeared. It's going to be a thing in the past. They're not going to forget where they came from, Lord, but they don't have to walk in that bondage anymore. Father, if we're obedient and faithful to run our race and people see us run our race, they're going to want what we have. Father, let us be bold as Paul to stand out and give them what we have. Father, we praise you and give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. Thank you, Brother Chad, Pastor Chad. listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. 
For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church.